I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to a slightly different No Small Roles, because your regular DM has been replaced by this uh, animatronic takeover. My name is Ben Galpin, and welcome to this very special Woden Isles edition of No Small Roles, where there are no small roles, but plenty of Arctic roles. Huh? I was waiting for the pun. How long did that take you, Ben? Okay, it took me several goes, because I think to start with, I wrote Swiss roles, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So... So we What is an Arctic roll? It's like a frozen sort of uh cake. Um it's like tasty a, is oh. what it is, yeah. 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 With ice cream oh. ice cream in the middle, wrapped up into a sort of Swiss roll esque formation. A Swiss roll and, but with ice cream. And stuck but together by jam. The sponge and the ice cream stuck together by jam. Yeah. Okay, so joining us today we have Grace. Daryl. Vicky. David as a player. What? And super fan Sam as a player. Yay. Oh, yeah. Super fan Sam. The house. Um, I'm so excited. I can't sit down. <laughs> well, no, please do sit down. Sat down. Get close to the microphone. You're just going to hear my chair creaking throughout this really excitement. Like, oh my god! <laughs> well, while we arrange a standing desk for Sam, let's play that theme tune. In a break to our regularly scheduled programming, today we are taking a trip down to the cold south and to the ice-shrouded islands known as the Woden Isles, named for the blueness of their landscape by sailors passing along the shivered shore. Unsure what to do with them, uh, the old empire sent many of their petty criminals to the isle, a practice which has continued to the current day by Dravain and Aeoland, much to the displeasure of the... uh, Current citizens of the Woden Isles. Uh, <laughs> many newcomers struggle to adapt to the freezing climate, choosing to escape to drown, while others find a certain freedom in the snow-covered landscape. Today, we begin in the city of Caltensee, one of the largest cities on the uh, main island uh, in the Woden Isles. Tensions are high in the city of Caltensee after the death of one of the Reformers' Consociation last night. Gathered in Anvil Square... 
in Caltensee are a small ragtag group of uh, individuals gathered around a, a small table at this outside uh, market square. Stood on one side of the table is a um, older halfling with weather-beaten tanned skin, sandy brown hair, which is starting to turn white, particularly in his pronounced sideburns. He's wearing a practical, if rather well-worn, leather coat, which has clearly seen many winters. Stood with this particular halfling are five other individuals. And if you would all like to take a moment to introduce your characters... Let's start off with Barb, why not? Uh, Yeah, so Barb is a female human uh, in her mid-30s, average height, average build, uh, chalky skin and sort of deep purple mop of hair. She's wearing like what we might know as sort of the equivalent of like scrubs, but they're not clean. They're sort of, um, she's just been wearing them for a really long time. Um, On them uh, is the symbol of Tuvir sort of as a sort of an embellishment like a sort of uh, yeah like a embroidered badge um and then on the other side you see the initials n h s and underneath it says natural healing syndicate amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, amazing. Uh, and she is laden with knives darts and uh, needles fantastic NHS, brilliant. So good. And stood near Barb is Rodan. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I am playing as Rodan Saskier, who I figure has been kind of like working the criminal element for quite a while now, so people probably recognise him. Classic kind of angular features of elven heritage. Average height, maybe 5'10", with a slim build. Looks-wise, just by looking at him, you probably think he's like mid to late 20s. But then there's like age in his dark green eyes that kind of goes again with the elf thing. You never quite know how old they are. Skin is Caucasian, uh, but there's a slight grey pigmentation to it. And he's wearing like a like skin tight, uh, dark green and grey leathers uh, all over him. And this little like half cloak. Ebony hair, shoulder length, slicked back behind his ears. Uh, and you would notice that one of his ears has a big chunk out of it. He's got a bunch oh. of like little little white scars on his face uh his his kind of like pointed jaw you can tell is dislocated but yeah and there's also he wears it quite proudly there's a a brand uh on the back of his neck on the nape of his neck uh that has a cross through it uh which people from around this area would know means that you basically worked your way out of the fighting pits oh seems to carry very little with him in terms of possessions um so it take probably a really high investigation or perception check to see his hidden weapons and his thieves tools <laughs> yep. yep i found them <laughs> ah, <damn it. laughs> i'll hide them again um and next up we have simeon so you see this huge figure he's about six foot seven in height long dark heavy uh heavy winter militaristic coat with loads of pockets in it he's not human he's a leonin with black fur speckles of gray in his mane and some of it is twisted into plaits and a scar over one of his eyes he's got pale white eyes equipped to the holster on his back is a large book and a staff strapped to his back wearing heavy um thick boots fingerless gloves and he's reading from a small he has a small pocket book open at all times Ooh, be prepared 
next up we have Aris. So Aris is a pale, chalky-skinned half-elf, although he definitely looks to be more human. To be honest, if it weren't for the the tiny points to his ears that are sticking through his like his his blonde hair that's been slicked back into a ponytail, you probably wouldn't even realize that he was had any elvish heritage at all. He looks uncomfortable in the cold and is wearing much thicker uh, clothing than even the 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 locals. Mm. Um, he's clearly gone out and bought like the the furriest <laughs> things that he can like just snuggle into these dark uh, sort of mottled coat and 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 uh trousers interestingly his gloves though aren't of the same kind of protection against the cold they're both fairly skin tight but there are bands of strings around each uh each palm that he like almost like plinks out like little uh like a little instrument whilst he's just like idly standing and waiting that's so cool and finally we have Spud. So you see a stout female halfling who it's hard to place the age of. She's not wrinkled, but she is weathered with a nose that's clearly been broken on several occasions, cauliflower ears and a few (laughs) prominent scars. You can tell she's no stranger to combat and you probably wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her in a rage. She's got these piercing amber eyes that have the determination of youth and her chalky skin is ruddy with the cold and perhaps the taste for a drink, uh, which is confirmed as she's standing there around the table. She takes a swig from her battered hip flask and she wipes it from her face with uh, her sleeve, which is grimy. And as as you see her wipe her face with this grimy sleeve, you catch a hint of a tattooed wrist, which you assume kind of goes all the way up those arms. She's wearing a patched and stained ill-fitting duffel coat, wears heavy boots and a poorly knitted scarf with matching hat that shields her shaved head from the cold. And as she's standing there looking at you all on her first job, uh, she's kind of belches unapologetically and smiles. Or is that a grimace? You can't quite tell. Oh. Winner. <laughs> Fantastic. So the five of you are in conversation with um, the halfling uh, uh, Jasper, who goes, right, okay, so I've uh, got the five of you here to uh, to do a little job. Some of you are new to me, but uh, I've been reliably informed that you're uh, reliable, uh, as it were. As he sort of uh, smokes on a little clay pipe as well, which he's sort of holding uh, uh, in one hand, uh, and puffing out with his sort of yellowed teeth as he uh, grins over at the five of you. Right, okay. Little uh, little job then. So there's a particular item that we need uh, that we need acquired. Uh, I've just had a text telling me it's it's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Put my oh, phone man. on silence now. <laughs> If you no can't need, put it on got silent. It. <laughs> <laughs> they put it outside the room. So there's a little item that I need. Uh, we need acquiring, uh, and uh, as he puffs on his pipe again, feels like you five uh, might be up to the task. What do you reckon? Well, I mean, you got to tell us the details of the job first. That would probably help. Well, right then. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to tell you some of the extra information, of course. Okay, well, he looks around, sort of lowers his voice a little bit, isn't like, So, 
Job is, head down to the Chainbreaker's Wharf, find the Iron Kraken. There's a chest in there, a particular stone inside that chest, which a client of ours is keen to get her hands on. Simple job, get in, clean, quiet-like, retrieve the stone from the chest, take it to her. I'll give you the address, you're taking it to Kendra Iceblood. And gives you the uh, the location where you'll find her house in the one of the more upmarket districts in Carlton Sea. So, simple, in out, get a stone. Thing is, um, needs to be done tonight. Sure, you understand? Time is pressing, and uh, well, the Iron Kraken's due to sail first thing in the morning. So, uh, I better get a bit of a move on uh, uh, if you don't want to uh, miss the boat. Hey. Huh. Yeah, what uh, who, are who, are, who are we taking this off? And who are we giving it to? Well, you're giving it to Kendra Iceblood. You're taking it off... Uh, well, I guess you're taking it off the ship. If he's being guarded, uh, I expect that you'll be able to uh, make your way past without making too much noise, if you get me. And, and do you know who the ship belongs to? I, I don't know if we need to get into all the details of uh, who it belongs to, Uh I all can right, tell you right. where it's sailing. Where is it sailing? Ship's sailing to uh, to the Glowing Isle uh, mm. first thing in the morning. So, I think uh, you're going to have to get in, make it quick, make it quiet. Obviously, don't want anyone knowing that the Swift Hands have been there. You get me? Is it a usual payment, Jasper? Uh, yeah, we're on a slightly tighter budget than sometimes, uh, Aris, I'm sure you understand, but... Uh, uh, we got a hundred gold split between the five of you on uh, successful delivery of the uh, stone in question. Hmm. Well, usually you pay more than that, then. Well, that's the rate we're paying this time. What was your name? Sorry. Ah, oh, Spud. Well, Spud, I think you'll agree that a hundred gold seems a very fair recompense for uh, a simple uh, grab a stone and leave kind of job. Uh, you know, you'll be done in a couple of hours. You'll you'll be uh, back uh, swigging from that hip flask before you can say. Uh, um, Raffian Snowball. Raffian Snowball. Okay, well, not quite that yeah. quick then, Spud, but well, okay, yeah. quickly, all right? Yeah, okay, yeah, we can do, I can do that. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Okay. Rodan, you sure you can vouch for this one? I've, uh, I've heard good things. All Let's right, just see, so, yeah. yeah? Okay, well, on your neck, be it, Rodan. Jasper sort of looks around the market and, um, sees, uh, you sort of see following his gaze over on the other side of the square... Uh, various icebreakers, uh, the local militia who are sort of starting to make their way uh, through the square. You know, just just looking looking up people, uh, uh, seeing what's going on. All right, uh, seems the snow shovelers are here, so I think it's time that uh, you five made yourselves scarce. Am I right? All right. Yeah. And we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're in this together, right? Uh, like, uh, should we, like... What what are you what are you lot like good at? How are we gonna like utilize our skills to get it done as swiftly as possible? Like when um Simeon hears Bob speak, he shuts the book he's been reading from this entire time and says, "The part of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and a finder of lost children. And I will strike 
upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. If we face danger together, <laughs> then <laughs> I... Of Ezekiel as well? Ezekiel, yes. 25, 17. Great maker of many proverbs from the place I am from. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson walks in. <laughs> That's true. It's a... <laughs> it's an That's old a, quote. It's a much older quote. I respect that. I do, Simeon. Yes. But may these wicked people feel the wrath of my power. If anyone is to cross us tonight, I will have anyone's back as long as they have mine. I'll have your back, but I can't guarantee that the same. we think the same people are wicked. But let's not get into this now. Let's get down there. Let's get this stone and then we'll end up at the pub and we can have a scurvy frigid drink or something. As people are wanting enough to see her, we shall cross that bridge when we reach it. Aris, looking at this conversation, just picks up his bag, which has got like a couple of hunting traps attached to the side of it, hoiks over his shoulder, just like, come on then, let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, Rodan is right next to him. He's about done with this. (laughs) Spud just looks confused. (laughs) Okay, I think one of you is going to have to look after Spud as well. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I just don't know what they're talking about, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Basically, we have each other's back. It might not be pleasant, but we stick together, we get the job done, and we come back. Cool. Does that make sense to you, Spud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what all the righteous and all that, you know. I'm sure I'll pick it up. I'm a quick learner. Yes, yeah, seems it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, so as, yeah, <laughs> as we're starting to move on out, uh, yeah. Aris is just going to look down at Spud and be like, are you local or what's going on with you right now? <laughs> uh, Like, I've lived here all my life, so yeah, suppose I'm local. I, uh, Just looking... Looking for a way to earn a bit more money. I kind of lost my last job, so. Well, nowhere were you working. Potato stool. As Spud says that, the, the five of you are about now walking past one of the many potato stools that that, that litter Anvil Square. There's a, there's a smell of, oh, of no. crisping fats and starch products, along with several less salubrious smells in the Am air. Am I walking near the one I used to yeah, work at? Yeah. Amazing. Oh my I also love oh, that my I... first ever job was at a potato store, a jacket potato store, but uh, oh, really? I, feel, I feel a connection to Spud on this part. Oh, <laughs> like, Spud's been quite like, you know, gormless sort of thing, but then as they walk past uh, her previous boss, she just goes, You frigid salt liquor! What? Yeah. Oi, I'm not it, a fan. Spud, get out of here. I've told you, I don't want to see you again. Get out of here. Oh. I'll give you a knuckle sandwich, Will. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, okay, get out of here, you penguin-livered, useless little Baratheon snowball. Go and clear out of here. Yeah, Are you going to show them when you come back here with 20 gold pieces? They can't earn yeah. that in a week. Yeah. Uh, Bloody, they... Yeah. I'm just going to walk over to, to Spud and kind of put a, a firm hand on the shoulder and say, like, right, okay, this is supposed to be incognito, okay? No one sees us go in. No one sees us come out. You keep making noise like that and we will leave you behind. Yeah, sorry. I mean, fingers crossed, as long as they don't look down, they won't see me. And I just, I just walk off. <laughs> <laughs> Spud looks a little bit sheepish. I'm going to go catch, like, up, yeah, catch up with Aris, who <laughs> looks competent. <laughs> <laughs> 
slightly out of it. Daryl, did you say that Simeon has worked with the Swift Hands before? He has not. Mm. Oh, he has not. Oh, okay. Oh, it's only me and Barb that have. Yeah. Uh, I've been working with them for a while. Oh, okay. All right. So I trust yeah. you three. Uh, you two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. So Barb, Rodan, and Aris have all worked with them for at least a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the five of you in your various disparate groups start uh, making your way down towards uh, uh, towards Chainbreaker's Wharf. Are you heading straight there, or yeah, oh, straight there? Fantastic. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as nonchalant as possible. What, what time of day is it? So uh, it's it's uh, it's just sort of gone uh, night. So there's still sort of bustling activity in the streets. Sort of people heading to pubs, uh, things like that. There's, you know, there's a lot of people around mm. on the street, but the, the working day is, has pretty much come to a, to a close for everyone. And night has fallen. Night falls probably fairly early as well here on the Woden Isles at uh, this time of year. So it's, <laughs> it's been dark for some time already, but uh, the people are finishing up their work. And uh, So just a group of five people strolling along the docks isn't in itself suspicious at this time of night? Uh, not hugely suspicious on your way to the docks. Um, mm-hmm. However, as you near the actual docks itself, it does become clear that um, that five people just wandering around in the docks might start to arouse a bit of suspicion at this time of night, actually down on the sort of the seafront itself. Mm. It seems most of the people, uh, as, as you near the wharf, you, you do see uh, that the most of the workers have returned home or maybe somewhere else to warm themselves at one of the nearby taverns, but the, the docks themselves are pretty uh, empty at this point. There's still a few people busy loading a couple of the the ships with various items so there is a there's a cart nearby one of the ships with uh, a couple of snowy axe beak uh what's the word i want to say more <laughs> like harnessed thank you brain <laughs> so there's a couple of snowy axe beaks harnessed to one of the nearby carts uh and you can see someone uh, unloading is that a made-up bird no it's an axe beak is that uh, a real bird it's a D bird <laughs> think oh, it, wow. um, snowy axe think a dodo but with uh, a sharp axe-like beak, uh, big fur. These particular oh. ones are adapted Sorry to I the... Sorry I interrupted your th- flow. That's right. <laughs> um, so these particular birds are adapted for a more snowy environment. So they've got uh, bigger sort of webbed feet and sort of ice white uh, feathers uh, rather than their, their more northern cousins. Um, so there's a couple of them more to... Uh, more. <laughs> That's not the word. <laughs> Harnessed to a cart, uh, and on the cart are some enormous slabs of ice, which a couple of people are still loading onto one of the ships uh, nearby. Uh, sorry, you said earlier that there was some. The authorities were around. The icebreakers were around. Is there much like icebreaker activity around here at the moment? So interestingly, around the the, the docks itself, there doesn't seem to be uh, much icebreaker activity. Um, you do see that there are several guards stationed on most of the ships that are not currently actively being loaded. It does look like there is one or two guards generally stationed on or nearby those ships uh, to keep an eye on them while they're at the docks. Uh, but it looks more like private mercenary work rather than something that is provided by the city. The city funds probably don't stretch to looking after individual assets in that way. And so if you want to look after a ship, you pay for it yourself. Do we recognise the Iron Kraken or are we going to need to have a bit of a look around? You can have a bit of a look around. I think it would be fairly quick for you to spot it uh, after a, an initial sort of uh, look around. Are you looking around? Does it look just... iron and a bit like a kraken? 
Are you looking around? How are you looking around? Are you just sort of wandering down the docks, or are you sort of going from the shadows, or what's the what's the plan, gang? Um, I'm gonna sort of take a stroll down the docks, slightly separated from everybody else. Yeah, basically be looking like I'm slightly drunk, but like using that as an excuse to just sort of like try to check names of each ship and also try to suss out if I do find the correct ship, how guarded it is. I'm going to follow him in the shadows to sort of cover him um, and assume that he knows that that's going on. (laughs) Just sort of start doing it, but just be like, I've worked with this guy before. Whether he knows that is a different Mm. story, but that's what she assumes. Nice. Cool. Okay. Uh, So as the the two of you start to make your way uh, along the docks, subtly or drunkenly, uh, as is uh, your choice. I think I'll do a subtle, subtle thing as well. I'm quite stealthy, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take a different route to the one that Barb goes off in. Um, okay. So I'm going to head to maybe like make my way towards the far side of the docks as quickly as I can. Cool. Spud, Simeon, are you following or what are you doing? I'm sticking close to Simeon because he's massive. <laughs> <laughs> Simeon will draw his hood up and um, find like a crate or something to sit down and like try and be as inconspicuous as possible looking around there aren't many people as big as he is or as unique looking as he is so he's trying to say as incognito as possible whilst trying to keep an eye out on the two on the others that have okay. wondered fantastic so um, tell you what uh, let's have um Let's have (laughs) (laughs) have, um, an investigation check from the people who are looking actively on the docks. And Simeon, can I have a perception? Actually, Simeon and Spud, can I have a perception check from both of you, please? Ooh, that is a natural 19. 13 for Aris. Uh, 22 for me. Fantastic. Uh, 14 for me. 18 and Spud? Nine. Nine. Okay. (laughs) Simeon, remind me what yours was, sorry. 14. Okay, so Rodan, you're the first to spot the the Iron Kraken, and Aris and Barb, you spot it shortly after as you see uh, Rodan sort of drunkenly, allegedly drunkenly, wander sort of near it. It's a moderately sized cargo ship. You see at the, uh, the bow, the bow has been strengthened with iron to act as a sort of icebreaker through cold seas around this area. Uh, and there's a rusty iron figurehead of uh, a kraken, or what clearly was a kraken when they first built it. Uh, age and mm-hmm. the years have not been necessarily hugely kind to the figurehead on the front of the ship. And uh, <laughs> rust and wear and tear has uh, removed quite a few of the tentacles of the kraken. But you can see what they were going for when they made it. So you you spot that uh, fairly quickly. As you're sort of actively looking around, um, you do see that the ship itself appears to have a couple of guards stationed on or nearby it. So there is a guard patrolling around uh, just on the dock front um, near the, the, the jetty out to the ship. And there does also appear to be a guard on the, the ship itself. Simeon and Spud, while you're having a look around, uh, Spud, you're maybe a little less clued up on <laughs> what's going on, but... Simon, you are also just aware that there are just sort of, you know, there are other figures around and maybe there are other figures also hanging out in the shadows along with yourselves. So there's obviously, it's a slightly uh, shady part of town around by the docks. Figures, like, are they like... 
people walking around? Are they homeless, sleeping rough? Like, uh, yeah, there seem to be uh, that you're just aware that there's there's a, there's a few people making their way around the docks who, like yourselves, don't necessarily want to be spotted. You just spot at one point uh, a figure in the in the shadows, and then when you look again, they've they've gone. Hmm. I I cast message to Aris. Advice of caution, my friend. Danger and suspicion walks among us in the street. You can reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. You're a good lookout. Keep it up. That's not a word, but... <laughs> uh, Aris is obviously, like, just that little bit more aware of things moving around him now. So he's not only, like, sort of making making his way over to Rodan to to, to check out the Iron Kraken itself, but he's mm. he's trying to keep a closer watch the shadows to see whether or not any any movement, anybody else in the area is looking like they're going to be a danger to the to the mission. Um, sure. Roll a perception check for fun. That is an unnatural 20. Yeah. Wowzers. Okay. Um, With an unnatural 20. That's a good roll game. You you do also just briefly spot looking over towards one of the sort of the walkways through sort of towards the main city. There there seems to be a figure over there. Just just stood there. Hmm. Is he looking at the boat or us? Or do I even see any of this? <laughs> <laughs> All questions Aris is asking himself. <laughs> oh, yes, Aris. What was that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the figure seems to be, um, it just seems to be keeping an eye on what's going on rather than looking in one specific direction. So it just seems to be keeping mm. a lookout. At the docks in general, they are in a position uh, with an unnatural 20. They are in a position where they've got a good oversight of the Iron Kraken, definitely. That they're not staring at the boat, and 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 this this is he's that's the only person that seems to really have an eye on the kraken, or are there there's guards as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there seems to be the there seems to be a, a figure or a couple of figures in the that a couple of you spotted one who sort of disappeared off into the shadows again when Simeon looked that way, and one seems to be keeping a bit of a watch of the the docks and generally, and then there appeared to be two two guards, one stationed on the boat itself, and one. Sort of walking up and down, but not not straying far from the the gangplank. In fact, I've just, sorry, I've just read the actual text for this. So it's people I can see. So at this moment, I can see um, I can see Aris. Who else can I see from the party? I think Barb was pretty hidden. Was that mm-hmm. the plan? Yeah, Barb, you, yeah. So depends how stealthy you've been, Barb. But if you want to roll, you're welcome to roll. See roll. how stealthy you've been to find out if uh, Rodan can see. Uh, Spud and Simeon are sort of just sort of blending in quietly rather than hiding, I think, <laughs> is the impression I'm getting. Yeah. So yeah. you can see the two of them. So the others They're just sort see. of quietly sat minding their own business, seemingly, down at the one end of the, the dock. Drinking from a flask, offering it to Simeon. At 11 for stealth. <laughs> so you oh, can also see so. Barb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with the experience and the big one probably would be the way that Rodan would be like this is the best way to do it but he he doesn't say anything he doesn't move any body part but you guys you feel this kind of um so this is uh Aris and Simeon you feel this like thrumming in your head for a moment it's like and then just like this void of sound and uh you hear 
Rodan's voice in your head, and he says, Well, I don't react. I don't ask too many questions. I don't really know how this works, but basically for the next three hours, we can talk like this. Like, so you mm-hmm. can contact me, I can contact you, but you see anything, you hear anything, you let everyone know. Excellent. Communication is key to our job well done. You what? <laughs> Damn, I think I picked the wrong person. <laughs> uh, so that was Rodan, Simeon, Rodan, Simeon and Aris are linked. Amazing. Nice. Okay, so there's a guy in the, in the shadows over that way. There's two guards that way. Uh, Rodan, you're sneaky. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want me to go have, have a look? That was, yeah. All right, I'm on it. Point, yeah. Gold. <laughs> uh, Bob's not part of this conversation, is she? No. <laughs> I'm going to try something because yeah. I think it would be fun. So she's going to just, sort of realising she's not really quite hidden, just go up to the two guards on the ship and just sort of walk up to them, put her hands on her hips and cast uh, Command... At second oh, no. level. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> oh okay. no! Keep it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rodan is sneaking away. <laughs> oh, okay, come on. Uh, tell me what that does, please, Vicky. Oh my god! They must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And what is the DC, please, for the wisdom saving? Thirteen. Thirteen. Cool. Nope. Nope. They both fell up. Great. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> and then she just says. Flee! Okay, so uh, let me just look up commands. They run for six seconds. They run for six six seconds. seconds? (laughs) It might be just a round, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's just a round. Let me just double check. That's a much worse thing than it seems. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point of doing it for six seconds? Well, it's done Uh, now. In combat. No, but why would you invent something that only happens for six seconds? Because it lasts one round in combat, is the idea. One round in combat, yeah. Ah. It's still a a low level. It's a low level. Spell yeah. it. Oh, oh no. God. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, but no, I love this. <laughs> so the five of you see, oh, well, maybe I don't know, Rodan, if you're paying attention at this point or not, but the, the two guards turn and uh, one of them starts pegging it uh, northwards along the, the dock and the other one uh, starts, oh, fuck it, let's be more fun. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to dive <laughs> off the side of the boat. Amazing. So you just hear a, an enormous splash as uh, one guard dives off the starboard side of the of the boat into the uh, the pretty freezing cold waters of off the uh, off the Woden Isles. Massive splash and to his death <laughs> in this freezing cold water. Yeah, do you take that six seconds, man who's just jumped oh, into no. the water? Uh, is anyone else doing anything do in we... this six seconds before? Yeah, of course. Do we see that? We all see this, right? Because we're all kind of. I think nearby. the guards yeah. probably also make quite a bit of noise as they start running. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm just I'm gonna with the uh, with the telepathic link, just be like preacher potato. Let's go. <laughs> I say to um I say to Spud because Spud's not linked. Um, 
Come the game is afoot and come like us make our move and I will cast Minor Illusion after the guard that's still running and the sound of lions just behind them <laughs> um, to make sure they carry on running oh, and don't yes. decide, hang on. That's true. You have fixed six seconds, well done. Minor Illusion of lions will be okay, well, uh, let me, uh, yeah. What's your spell DC just to see if it, if it fools him or not? Don't worry about it. He rolled a two. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, hearing the sound of lions uh, behind him, uh, this one guard continues, decides that his pay is not worth this, and just carries on pegging it northwards. After about six seconds have passed, you do just hear the shouts of alarm and confusion from this guard, who is now off the starboard side of the ship, who is now raising uh, uh, Mary Hell in the in the water uh, over off the oh, no. that side of the ship what are you all doing? Uh, quick look to the shadows are people reacting in the shadows to what's just happened? It's, it still just seems to be stood there observing what's going on doesn't seem to have responded hugely to uh, the ruckus interesting I send with the yeah, psychic link are we moving? are we doing it now? there is no time like the presence and fortune favours the bold let us make our approach Aris is walked up behind Barb during this and it's just like, that's one way to do it. Barb ignores him. <laughs> Let's go. It's all right, it's done now. Yeah. Let's just keep moving. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, the four of you, followed by Barb, make your way onto the uh, Barb looking too cool for school uh, at the back. <laughs> <laughs> make your way uh, onto the ship. The, the first part of the ship that you that you make your way into is actually uh, in the centre of the ship is a an open area of deck, sort of on a level with, with the dock. There seems to be two raised sections of the ship uh, towards the standby. Ben printed out an idiot's guide to what all the bits of ships are called. Oh, <laughs> nice. So forward towards the bow and uh, outboard towards the stern. Um, are two raised sections of the ship. So it looks like the sets of stairs, um, there's a set of stairs towards the bow and towards the stern, both of which go up towards the raised sections. And it looks over towards the starboard side, uh, the further side away from the docks, that there's another two sets of stairs, both of which lead down into the ship from what you can see. Uh Mm -hmm. What about crew? No sign of any crew from where you are currently. Do you want to stick together or spread out and have a look for this chest? I think splitting the party is a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you play, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as you're in contact with someone who can do that Rodan thing. What? The mine. What's a Rodan thing? Talkie. What are you talking about? The three of us are, are linked. Okay, uh, Rodan, you go with Barb. Oh, you've got a special boys' yeah, yeah. club, have you? Right, yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing, Spud. Can you believe Just it? Just being left out. Oh, okay, it's... I see it, I see it. I see it. It's like Lord um... Berrien all over again. <laughs> what? Lord who? Berrien. Who is this Berrien? I'm lost, I'm sorry. He's a, Who's that? He's a salty, frigid block of ice. That's all you need to know. We'll get on this in the oh. pub, sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up here. I was going to go a whole day without getting angry about it. I'm going with I'm going with you, Rodan. Is that right? All right, yeah, yeah. You come with me. I I didn't realise until this moment that Rodan was a misogynist, but we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I'll like I'll grab Barb and I'm like, right, before you do something like that again, though, you tell me first, yeah? And I like, like like with my mouth or with my mind. Can you do it with your mind? I don't know. You're the one that seems to control this kind of thing. 
Right, yeah, yeah, that's just, that's limited. Let's go. Uh, it's a no. no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to say to the background to all of this conversation, there is still uh, noise and... Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Vicky. Vicky's holding up a bit of paper that says intelligence, intelligence zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus zero, I should oh say. Oh, my gosh. Intelligence. I think if she tries really hard, though, she can manage it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the background to this whole conversation is also the sound of a guard splashing around in the water <laughs> just off the side of the boat. Just putting that out there. <laughs> so, uh, the five of you, where are you going? Aris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> um, so whilst whilst Barbers and Rodan have started chatting, Aris is just going to walk off toward one of the the stairs or ladders that goes below deck. Cool. Okay. Um, don't have a preference. Let's say the the one closer to the bow, but going below deck. Okay. So Aris is starts making his way over there while the conversation. He's gonna bow down. <laughs> Um, as he as he like descends the stairs, though, he's going to pull a, a bag of caltrops out and just sprinkle them across the stairs as he as he goes. Okay, Ooh. fair enough. So, caltrop, are you telling the rest of your group that you've done that? Or it's about to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, guess I'm not you don't make, want company. He's like he's going to make a thing of it, like as as everyone's deciding what they're doing, of like pulling it out, like showing, and then like sprinkling them down. But he's not going to okay. say anything. As as you're doing that, you do just hear a voice coming from the sea, go like, "Stop sprinkling things and throw me a bloody flotation." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We haven't got the wet bandits, but we got the wet guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, so uh, Aris is making his way towards the bow. Uh, well, Rodan and Barb are having a bit of a disagreement. Uh, Spud and Simeon, are you? Uh, Simeon will also descend. Um, and say, come, my diminutive friend, and let us relieve this ship of its bounty. Okay. Uh, Rodan and Bob, like are you following? I like chocolate bars, yeah. <laughs> um, should we go down the ladder? Hmm? <laughs> should we go down the ladder? Yeah. Take it from a, a different perspective. We, we're all linked. Yeah, uh, I'm going to grab Barb. Oh, did you Barb say that in your head? Up. Right, cool. Yeah, no, I, I actually grab Barb and I'm like, right, quiet like, yeah. And I just kind of like point to the ladder and... um. I'm going to do the whole, you know, the thing that they do where they put the feet either side of the poles and just slide down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one that Aris and Co have gone down or the, the one towards the stern? Uh, did Aris not go down the stairs? In which case, yeah. I'll go down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went down the stairs towards the bow, but there's, there's a cool. set of stairs towards the bow and there's a set of stairs towards the stern. So there's two sets of okay, stairs yeah. going down. Um, yeah, let's go to the one. In which case, if, if everyone's following the same ones as me, I'm going to like start pouring out the caltrops, <laughs> stop, wait for everybody to like, get past. Mm. And then be like, all right, I'll carry on, I'll carry we'll, on. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll stealth down the stern then. If they're going down the bow, we'll, we'll go down the stern. Okay, okie doke. Fair enough. So Bob and Rodan are going down the stern. So uh, over in the bow of the boat, as Aris uh, starts laying caltrops, picking up caltrops... Mm. <laughs> Which, um, for for your, if it comes up, Ben, any creature that enters the the space of the cow drops, so like uses those stairs, must make a, a DC 15 dex saving throw or stop moving and take one piercing damage. And until they heal themselves at least one hit point, their speed is reduced by 10 feet. Good to know. Wow. And is that anyone who goes through, if you guys go through knowing that they're there, how does if this we, work? If any of us go through the cow drops, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's cool. just... A bag of cow trops I've empty- cool. emptied down the stairs. Okay, thank you very much for that. Cow trop. Oh, I feel weak with my ball bearings. <laughs> 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 Take like, that ball Do bearings. we have anything between us? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, as the three of you make your way uh, down with Aris sprinkling the caltrops back on the, the stairs again afterwards to the sound of someone splashing around in the water, shouting off the starboard of the boat, um, you make your way down into a, a sort of a room that takes up, at its widest point, it looks like it takes up the full width of the boat, but it sort of narrows nearer the stairs where you come in. There appear to be various sort of sacks littering part of the floor as well as a chest over on one side of it. Over at the port side of the boat, there is also another door. Hmm. What would you like to do? And I say telepathically to uh, Aris, was there any indication that this item that we seek is of uh, magical persuasion? I mean, it's probably better just to assume that there is. Hmm. I don't like to make assumptions. It is the first sign of ignorance. And I'll thrust out my hand and cast uh, Detect Magic in the direction of the door. Okay, nice. Nice. So, okay, you would actually then, with your Detect Magic up, detect that there are some faint magical auras coming from that, the other side of that door. Well, there is certainly something on the other side of that door. Um, Whether there is life behind it, I do not know. But we are bound to find something that is valuable. And maybe the quarry that we seek. Was that out loud? Did that is out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that- Thank you for checking me on that. That is out loud. <laughs> you can also say it to us, mentally. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. And when I, one of you talks, do the rest of you answer. hear it by default? So have you, have you heard what they've said between each other's heads? Right. No, I should make that as a, a conscious decision. That's me just not taking it all in. So yeah, I say that out loud for the benefit of Spud. Um, and I like relay that to... Um, uh, Rodan and Bob. All right, so we're we're coming down the stairs on the stern. We're like, all right, yeah, magic door on yeah. the other end of the ship. <laughs> right? Is that a chest? Yeah, I guess that might be what we're looking for. Spud, you seem like you could take yourself in a fight. So, yeah, you want to go first, just in case. Yeah, yeah, I can. I just one thought though. You know the person who's making a racket outside. Like, should yeah. I go maybe nut him in the head or something? because no I think it's better if we just work fast and get out okay cool 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 because they might oh yeah okay cool yeah Spud tries to open the door you you open it Uh, it doesn't appear to be it doesn't appear to be locked and uh, as you open the door are you stepping in Uh, yeah cautiously stepping yeah yeah but Spud's trying to you know show that she's uh, brave and so she like puffs out her chest but cautiously walks in yeah cool Aris stands back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah S- Simeon takes a cautious slide just away from Aris to make sure like he doesn't get something doesn't fly out <laughs> okay so as you you cautiously uh, make your way into the room the site that greets you there's a, a hammock over on uh, the right hand side of the room uh, no one in it from what you can see and it appears to be uh, some sort of desk or sort of table thing over uh, towards the, the left hand side of the room okay uh Seems like there's nothing scary in here. Spud slowly approaches the uh, hammock to see if there is anybody in it. Make an investigation. No, no I'm joking. It's, there's nothing in the hammock. <laughs> oh, there is nothing in yeah, it. It's an empty Sorry. hammock. You're, you're good. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you'll both be safe to come in here and have a little look around. Did you say uh, you saw something or sent something? There is some magical items inside. And I'll like cautiously um, step up towards the room and um, try look in the direction of where I sensed uh, mag- magical activity. Okay, uh, so the magical activity seems to be coming from as you uh, sort of 
wave your aura around the room seems to be coming from the wait uh, wait uh, from the <laughs> uh, the one of the desk drawers wave that aura Simeon <laughs> the desks did you say yeah from one of the desk drawers I'll whisper to um to Spud the desk drawers something in that in that drawer over there do you want me to open the drawer if you'll be so kind uh, yeah, I think I can handle that, yeah. Just goes and opens the drawer. Okay, it is locked. <laughs> oh. Uh, she pulls really hard and tries to pull it out with her strength. Okay, uh, roll me a strength check. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey, um, Simeon, do you need thieves' tools over there? <laughs> I've got thieves' tools, I'm just using my strength. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a barbarian I know right 16 uh, 16 yeah fair enough um, So we're doing it quick she's not got time to fiddle around with thieves tools yeah, yeah, yeah. so she, Spud is not messing around she puts her foot against uh, one of the table legs and yanks on the drawer and this drawer shifts and, uh, and flies, flies open uh, revealing uh, a couple of uh, red bottled potions inside the the drawer. Uh, this what you were looking for? Well, it's not what we have been assigned to take, but it is what I was detecting. Tis a shame. Shall we take them anyway? Well, my eyes are blind to this thievery. If you want to make, <laughs> if you want to take them for yourself, sure. Uh, Spud pockets one. Can she use sleight of hand to try and put one into Simeon's pocket? She certainly can try. <laughs> Do I roll against uh, that? What's your passive perception? 11. So you've so got to be 11. Get in. 19. Yep. Oh! Yeah. yep, you have no idea. So mm. Spud's hung onto one and put one in Simmons' pocket. That's my understanding. Yeah. Perfect. And there's three, aren't there? Two. Two. Cool, yeah. Was that all that I could sense in this room? The There also seems to be a slight magical aura also coming from one other drawer on the table. Well, there's one other place that we haven't searched. And I kind of like point to where it, wherever it is. <laughs> um, you point towards the other drawer. Um, yeah. Want me to do the honours? If you'll be so kind, since you were so effective last time. Oh, this one, it's just sticking a bit. Uh, that's... <laughs> what did you roll? <laughs> that's seven. That's seven. <laughs> As you, you stand by to yank with all your force, uh, you're taken by surprise by the fact that this drawer wasn't actually locked. And instead comes <laughs> flying out of the runners. Um, uh, yes. Make a deck saving throw, Spud, for fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, that's an 11. Okay, mm. so Spud uh, finds herself on the floor, um, reminiscing potentially in her mind about the time she's been knocked down in one of her fights, this time against a slightly less worthy opponent, potentially. Uh, but, uh, but clutching on onto the drawer on the floor as you fall, uh, you find in your hands uh, the the drawer, and the contents of the drawer seems to be a sort of rag raggedy, sort of old looking hat in the drawer. Hat. Oh, it's just rubbish. <laughs> Weird, but I I sense something from it. It is giving us some kind of energy. I could cast identify. It could take either. I could cast it. It could take ten minutes, which we probably don't have. Um, <laughs> Aris has stood at the door, sort of being like, "Well, either take it or leave it. We mm. can check it later." Yeah, I'm not interested in this thing, but Spud, if you want the thing, you can pick it up and take it as we go. Spud puts the hat on. Just out of interest, what what magic is coming from this? Yeah, so Simeon, you would detect that it seems to have some conjuration magic. 
uh, from it. Conjuration. I've decided it's conjuration magic. <laughs> um, Spod, pass me that for one second, please. She, she, she's just like just about to hover it over her head. She's <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. She chucks it. Sure, I catch it. Hopefully, please don't make me roll for that. You catch uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like minus one. Um, oh yeah, minus one dex. Oh gosh, you that, it, but you catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but a pause. Um, he'll reach. <laughs> uh, nice. He'll reach one of his paws into the hat and see if something happens. Uh, so you reach your hat, hand into the paw into the hat. Do you do anything else? You yeah, just my paw. Put yeah. your hand in the hat. I'm just gonna put my hand in the hat and try to imagine I'm taking something out of it. Uh, okay. What are you trying to imagine? You take out of it. The sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> the sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> The gem. Oh, a gem. Yeah. Okay. You, so you, you think about a gem, you stick your paw into the hat, and you pull out your paw. Ah! <laughs> oh, wow. Worst troll ever. Um, <laughs> Please. Mm. Meanwhile, over in the stern of the ship, Rodan and, uh, and Barb have made their way down towards the stern of the boat. Just what? Well, before we retcon, retcon. they've said to you, Rodan, that there's a magical door on the other end, right? Right, yeah. And you've told me that, yeah? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, cool. yeah, I did actually, I think I told you. I would have done. Cool. Yeah. And if, like, whilst, whilst the, uh, the other two are, like, exploring mm. the room, Aris is stood at the door just sort of communicating back to Rodan. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. So you're, you're keeping a bit of a running commentary of what the two of them are up to. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what they've found. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spud's fallen over. She's, she's pulled the door out. <laughs> yeah. Simeon nearly that dropped a hat. That loud crash you just heard was a whole drawer coming out of the... Yeah, yeah. They got a hat. Yeah. So, so while well, you two listen to a radio drama happening at the other end of the boat... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, do we want to check that there's no magic going on down this end of the ship, right? Right. Well, I can't do that, you see. But pulls out uh, like a... a <laughs> a what? Like he's miming a trunk. Snowblower. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> what? Hand movement. What? It's a, a snowblower, blow obviously. A blowgun. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, takes uh, like a uh, a needle. <laughs> this is all flavour. Um, <laughs> takes a needle out from like a sort of a belt around her waist and <laughs> darts it across the room, uh, casting detect magic. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Oh. But she's not like magic magic. She used to be a nurse. And cast tech magic on this end of the ship. So, uh, pulling out your blow dart. Uh, and so do you just sort of direct it towards a wall? Or how does this blow dart uh, magic work? <laughs> it just is the epicentre of the detect magic. I mean, if I'm being honest, Ben, it's 100% flavour. No, I love it. I love the flavour. <laughs> I'm imagining as the dart flies towards the wall, it kind of dissipates almost into like an arcane yeah. sort of... A sort of an arcane web. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And Rainbow. The arcane web spreads out Rainbow. across the, uh, the the stern of the ship. You do get several magical pings on your arcane uh, web of detect magic down at I've this I've got several pings on the arcane web. All right, I'll, I'll relay that. Mm. Um, there seems to be... So the room that you're in currently, there seems to be a, a door off um, towards... 
Ben, why did you set a mission to edit this out? But why did you set a mission on a boat when you don't know what any of the bits of a boat are called? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got sucked in by the sea shanties, Ben. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. why. That's why. Yeah. Uh, baby David, I'm just putting in a request that the music is all sea shanties. So towards the port of the room that you're in currently, which is a sort of a reasonably large sort of 20 foot roughly square room towards the port sides towards the dock uh, there seems to be a, a small wooden door uh, through that you seem to be detecting a slight little hint of magic through there just a, a, a slight trickle but towards the stern of the boat uh, there does seem to be various uh, magical sources uh, towards the stern of the boat and as you look that way you do see another door leading off uh, further that looks much more magical than the trickly one. Correct. Yeah, seems to be more magic off towards that. Stuff. Throw down all that information in <laughs> your head. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> uh, all right, do we uh, do we want to check out the small one first, or go straight for the mother? I've got mother load, but uh, I, I've promised you that I'll keep me cool. So if you want to go trickle first, we can do that. No, no, I like the way you play. <laughs> and he's going to start moving over towards the shiny door. Okay. So, uh, so Rodan, you're leading the way towards the door? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Are you opening up the door? What are you doing? Um, I'm going to, first thing, I'm going to stick my ear carefully to the door and try and do like the, the, the glass on the door thing and try and hear if there's uh, sound coming from the other side. Roll a perception check for fun. Yeah, I will do. With me charged dice. That's pretty good. 21. Yeah. You are pretty confident you don't hear any sound coming from the other side of the door. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you do uh, hear I'll... the sound of someone splashing around uh, off towards the starboard. <laughs> <boat>. <laughs> they seem to be making their way uh, towards the starboard. They're definitely making some progress in the water, <laughs> way down as they are by their arm. <laughs> I just love this. I mean, is he not like frozen by this point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. Stuff him off or rescue him. <laughs> An NHS nurse just leaving him behind. Ex NHS. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not doing that anymore. Her, when she's on this shit. <laughs> All he did was clap for me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Claps don't put food on my table. <laughs> oh, if she came face to face with Berrien, that's the conversation she would be having. Priceless. Yeah, I'll check. Is it is it unlocked? It uh, does appear to be locked. Okay, I'm gonna whip out some uh, my, my thieves' tools and I'm gonna give that lock a go. Uh, would you a would you like test? me to like hand you your, your tools? I have experience uh, in helping out in this capacity. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And you see a bit like he puts in like his little needle and he's like, scalpel. Use it to him. Dab. <laughs> she does his head. <laughs> she gives um, him a sports drink out of a right. really long straw whilst he's doing it. I'm going for the primary incision. <laughs> I hope you two are both masked and gowned, obviously, while you're doing all of this. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Yeah. obviously, good. So, Rhoda, go, go ahead and give me a Thieves' Tools check with advantage because of your Ooh, assistance from your... Uh, NHS oh, yeah. helper. Thank you very much, Bob. So that is 16. 16. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that is uh, just enough. So with, uh, with the Ooh. assistance from your, um, your, uh, your NHS uh, colleague uh, at hand, uh, the two of you do manage to just eventually takes a couple of moments longer than you thought, but you just managed to find the catch in the lock and you feel the, the lock give. And, uh, oh, God, I swear I used to be better at this. 
I'm going to creep the door open, like have a little look inside, okay. and then slink in. Cool. So as you uh, open up the door, begin to make your way inside, you do see uh, there seem to be, uh, it's a largely empty room, this one that you find yourselves in. Uh, there seems to be a large crate right over at, uh, right at the middle, uh, uh, right by the stern of the boat. Uh, and there appears to be a small chest uh, just off to one side of it as well. I think that, do you reckon that's the one we're looking for? I do. Is it? Is there any magic coming off it? Just yeah. So um, actually, there is. So the the large box seems to be glowing with a considerable amount of evocation magic. In fact, ooh, that's not good. And the small chest, a little bit of all eight schools of magic. Oh, just, no. just generally. I'm going to hazard the bet that that stone has all eight skills of magic coming out of it. <laughs> oh, by the way, that chest is glowing with eight skulls of magic. Why? Right, um, I don't know why I'm doing this in character voice. Uh, how how big is the chest? Uh, so the <laughs> the the, the, <laughs> the chest that's glowing with the, the all eight skulls seems to be about. Uh, it's a fairly small sort of tea chest sort of size. Um, looks fairly weighty. It's probably uh, maybe three foot across or so. Probably not carrying this out. Then we're going to need to. Looks like it's going to be pretty heavy if you want to try and drag the chest out. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna make my way over to it and uh, start like just kind of like having a little look at it and be like, is it is it trapped? Something like this. They normally would. Like have a little look around at the hinge and like the back. Are there any like connections to it? Can I see any arcane runes? That kind of thing. Yeah. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, please. I will. Can I have, give him advantage because I'm dabbing his head and giving him sports drink? <laughs> sports you, drink. Uh, yeah, go on then. Because you've got to take magic I, up, I have I'll, already, I'll give it to I have you. already rolled. Um, the first one was not good. so Yeah, go on, have advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying uh, my uh, The second one is good. Okay, the second one is a, that is a 16 plus 3, 19. Okay, 16 plus 3. Uh, so we, with Bob's vital last minute assistance there, just as you were about to be like, it seems fine. <laughs> um, you do spot that there seem to there do indeed seem to be some a couple of arcane runes on the outside of the box and looking at them and then looking over at the larger box in the room, you do spot that a couple of them seem to, to almost look similar or be matched in some slight way. All right, okay. I think we open this thing, it detonates everything in this room. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to, with that, I send the exact same message psychically to the other two. <laughs> I think we found the chest. All right, mm. we should make our way over there. Spud, you want to go open another locked thing? Yeah, I think I can do that. All right, <laughs> I'll message back. Spud's coming your way. <laughs> oh, um, thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Spud's the equivalent of the person who's really good at opening the really tough jars at this moment. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, Spud, can you just open this jar for me? Yeah, 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 I can do that. So, all right, Spud, we're all going to get off the boat and then we want you to open this chest. <laughs> we trust in you. Go on, you guy. <laughs> uh, I'll be casting Mage Armor as I get myself over. <laughs> <laughs> Cast me Come on. work me. <laughs> Paranoid wizard in tow. Uh, <laughs> please. I'm a class of nine, please. Okay, so you start making your way over, carefully stepping over so the caltrops, yeah. I assume, on the way, and head towards the stern of the boat. Uh, Aris, were you going with? Or are you staying put? What are you doing? I follow everybody else. Can I just do a very quick sweep of everything else? 
below yeah, deck. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Natural twenty. Okay. For a twenty-five altogether. Twenty-five altogether. Okay. Uh, with that, like you, you definitely. Um... He's got that canny investigation. Yeah. yeah. Ranger Deft Explorer, thank you very much, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So you do actually find, just sort of hidden in a little sort of cubbyhole and little compartment on the desk, which you didn't initially spot with all the excitement about ripping drawers open, just a little extra little compartment that just seems to be about the size of of a book. And as you open it up and reach your way in, you do seem to find, like, I guess it's a sort of a logbook or something of the boat. Seems to have a fairly good indication about what's been loaded up in port and where it's going and and who it's from and so on. Um, I'm not spending too much time on this, but like, is there anything that jumps straight out of the book that mm. catches my attention? Yeah, I think with a natural twenty, you would spot a few bits and pieces. So you would, um, you would actually fairly quickly within that see a mention of a stone actually mentioned in there and in the book uh, it seems to be called the resonance stone with a natural 20 you would also notice that um there's sort of various sort of references about food and so on that have been taken on to be taken over to the glowing isles that definitely looks like there might be a little bit of code or something written in there about the food as well mm-hmm. but if you're just having a quick look at this point yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the book with me i'm gonna pocket sure. the book okay you have just in case it's useful later. I have a captain's logbook. Sorry, while while they're making their way over, can I just do? You said we found like, oh yeah, you know, the runes are copied onto these crates of evocation. Super worrying. Can I see any other kind of like runes around the room that might be linked? So like something I might have to deactivate before getting to the chest. So there doesn't seem to be stuff linked around the room itself, from from what you can see uh, with your mm. investigation check that you rolled earlier. And the runes are linked between the crate and the chest. Yeah, it does seem to be between the crate and the chest. Um, I send a little psychic message to the other guys and say, it's probably within my skill set to attempt to have a crack at disabling this thing. Is everyone all right for me to have a go? You're shielded. <laughs> I, fe- I feel personally attacked. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, the attack hits with the AC of 13. So. <laughs> and instant death of 20 hit points. Uh, <laughs> these proceedings are caution and due care. The importance of our mission and the success of our mission depends on your success. Please proceed. Okay, I'm going to attempt to disable this trap then. So did you say that in your head or out loud? So uh, for me, you're just disabling it with no words. I mean, words. I, I feel like we're having a conversation in this room. Cool, just like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Mm. I, I, yeah well, I mean, I'm up for you doing it. I just like to be consulted. Right, you're, um, you're a healer, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, you, you stay safe and then you bring me back, all right? <laughs> all right. That was very Geordie, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna tuck myself away in a corner, uh, as sort of as far away from what's going on as possible, and then I'll give cool. Ro- uh, Rodan a wink and a thumbs up, and put 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 another needle in my mouth, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Barb's on standby in one corner of the room. Uh, Aris what is... looks like the safest and furthest away. 
Yeah, okay, there's a far corner near the door where you came in that, that looks like about the furthest spot away from the, the two chests. Or the Do chest you know I'm going to go behind the door and peer around the door. Cool. That okay. feels like the safest place to you see You tuck yourself around the, around the other side of the door. Um, mm-hmm. Aris is still looking at the notebook probably at this point. Spud and Simeon, you're making your way over. Are you just going to hang back near the door near where Barb is? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. hanging back. If she's staying away for a reason, I don't mind staying away for a reason too. <laughs> I mean, wait, actually, you're... Are you all right at this, Spud? Are you good at this stuff? I mean, I can open up things because I'm strong and I also am good at thieves' tools. Uh, I've opened a few things a bit more stealthily when I need to, but it depends on what time pressure we're on, innit? Right. Okay. Um, I mean, you can come help me with this and I'll I'll do the main... It, it might be helpful to have some guidance from someone. If you don't die outright, I can, I can, I can revive you both. <laughs> if you need it. Yeah, cool. Spudlight walks quite enthusiastically with her uh, Warhammer. Yeah, leave that outside, yeah? Uh, okay, yeah. She <laughs> reluctantly gets out her thieves' tools instead. Okay. Do you, do you both have a shield? Would you like a shield? I've got a shield. She holds it up. <laughs> thought, Rodan? I've never used one. I'm not sure I can. Are she it? holds it up in front of Rodan's face because he looks like he looks after it a bit more than uh, <laughs> Spud looks after hers. Oh, hang on. He is, can't use a shield and then she's going to blow dark. <laughs> uh, and then she's going to blow dark herself in the leg because um, it can be three creatures so I can jump in and get her uh, and cast Bless. So Ooh, Cool. Uh, <laughs> So that's a D4 to saving throws and attack rolls, I think. Yeah, just in case you need it. And just to check, so that's on you, Barb, on Spud and Rodan, is that right? Yeah, my head is round the door, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah, all good, all good. I can imagine Vicky with all these syringes just ready to just... (laughs) 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 Antibodies, antibodies. You get an antibody, you get an antibody. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to David about this the other day. My biggest fear is needles. I was talking to him about this character okay. going, yeah. hmm, <laughs> I think there's a reason this character has a lot of needles. <laughs> <laughs> to conquer my fear of needles, I'll just yeah. inject them into everyone else. <laughs> yeah. All my spells will be injections. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's great. Okay, so uh, you two in the room, are you, uh, what are you attempting to do? Are you just going straight to open the chest? Are you, what's the plan? So I, I don't know whether it, whether like trying to alter the rune might work, like how to disrupt the signal, potentially like, you know, by adjusting that or taking the magic out of that by changing the rune. Would I know whether it's then just going to detonate the box or if that would have some effect of like you know Mate. severing the connection. Um Arcana <laughs> check for me. Oh Jesus, my strong suit. Okay. Uh fifteen. <laughs> fifteen. Okay. So you feel that it probably is possible to do something to diffuse the the uh the connection between the two? It's probably going to be tricky looking at it. That the the looking at it with a fifteen, you're aware that it's some pretty high level magic has been uh, hmm. infused into the two items. So basically, my options are to attempt this ridiculously difficult thing, yep. or just open it and hope that it doesn't go off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we we have a choice here. Either I attempt to open it and we do it perfectly, Spud and I together. We do it perfectly. Maybe this doesn't go off, 
or I can attempt to sever the connection between the chest and these two crates and then we'll be able to open it much safer. These are the two options, both of which are hard. What do you reckon? Maybe trying to sever the connection to the creates would be the safest way to go. I've seen Spud's uh, delicate and very effective handiwork up close, but this might require a much, uh, much more different approach. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty new to all this, so I'll follow whatever you guys think. Okay, so you're going to attempt to sever the connection. Who is going to attempt to do such? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay, do Are you T-P-K. proficient <laughs> in uh, calligraphy supplies or anything of that nature, just in case? Um, I am proficient in a disguise kit, a poisonous kit, and thieves' tools. Cool, cool, so cool. no. Uh, so uh, just go ahead and make an arcana check for me, please. Arcana? Yeah. Arca- this is arcana? Yeah. I'm going to be like, I've got no idea what I'm doing here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Allow me Spud to step in. Spud is going to be stepping oh. out as Simeon steps in. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she's going, oh, if he don't have a clue, I don't have a clue. Well, <laughs> opening the thing, I'm good at. But this stuff, No. <laughs> Nah. As he walks over, he says, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. And I'll step down and have a look and Ooh. help him I, like, help him out. Okie doke. Are you proficient in Arcana, Simeon? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, so in which case, uh, I will say, uh, Rodan, are you still taking the lead on this or are you... No, okay. I will assist and show. <laughs> I'll show you... uh, Simeon like what I th- where I thought it might work, and then I'm like, okay. but I don't know how. <laughs> okay, are you proficient in Arcana, Rodan? Uh, I am not. Okay. No. So uh, just a straight roll from you, Simeon, if you'd be so kind, please. Arcana oh check. no. <laughs> oh dear. Um, that's a fifteen. Fifteen could be worse. Could. Well, I rolled a ten. Plus five. <laughs> so. Could be worse. It could be worse. Okay, with with a fifteen, um, you feel like you're sort of getting fairly, making some progress, but unfortunately, in the end, it just eludes you. You can't seem to figure out how to to sever the connection between the the, the two uh, the two arcane markings on it. All right. Well, it was worth a try. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And our other option was open it. Open it. Spud, you open me. Thieves, tools, or hammer? Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Anybody else helping me with this? <laughs> I'm going to wait behind the door so I can help you. I'm just giving you options. Um, thieves, tools, please, Spud. All right. Okay. Do you want assistance or do you want me to do it? Uh, assistance, if you will. I can assist. Do it. Do it good. <laughs> she points at it with Spud's ringing endorsement in your ears. Um, uh, Redan, go ahead and give me a thieves' tool check with advantage for this one. Thieves' tool check <laughs> with Spud advantage. Is, Come on, because Spud is proficient. I believe in thieves' tools. So. Come on, I am indeed. I'll give you advantage. Okay, right. So that is a fifteen, but I'm going to spend because I'm proficient in it. I'm going to spend one of my psionic die to add to it to try and make sure that we. Uh, so I had five to that. So that's 20. Dirty 20. <laughs> the cool thing is, if this doesn't work and we explode, I get to keep my die. I only lose it if it's a success. Oh, really? Yeah. If it's on a skill check that you're proficient in, you can just oh. keep using it. So even if you roll like a two, <gasps> you can be like, oh, okay, well, that's an eight. It's not going to pass. But you can roll that thing and maybe make it a 14. But if you roll a nine, 
you get to keep the die for something later on. Wow, okay. Huh. So That's you rolled cool. a 20 altogether? Yes. So with a 20, you just find that perfect little moment and you feel one of the runes begin to activate and quickly move the... Oh, no, 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 no. Just go for it again and... There's a satisfying clunk. You hold your breath for a moment. Nothing else seems to happen. And it's loose. Uh, it feels like it's unlocked. Yeah, Rodan just lets out this like massive sigh. You see his eyes kind of like glaze over a little bit, a bit like when he's chatting psychically to the two of you. And then he comes back to the room and just like lifts the lid. Okay. So as you lift the lid up, you see Sap sort of cushioned in some uh, sort of soft-looking cloth uh, to sort of protect it. There is a single stone about the size of a a coconut or a skull. Um, Those famous two things that you compare things to. (laughs) Um, Sap uh, carved with various uh, arcane symbols sat on this sort of soft bed of, of material. Alright, who wants to who wants to carry this? You opened it, why don't you? Alright, don't mind me. And I'm gonna slip it away to the point where they probably don't see where it's put. Okay. You trying to completely hide it? Yeah. Okay, give me a slight hand just to see how well hidden it is. Yeah, alright. Uh, not very well. That's a nine. Okay. <laughs> you see Rodan sort of shuffle something and then clearly just put it it's in like, a pocket. <laughs> magic hands, magic hands. Oh. <laughs> All Rodan sees, like, from Simeon, is just this massive flash of giant, like, gnashing teeth, like... Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you thought you were slick. Let us make yeast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, team... You've got uh, a stone in your possession. The, looking around the room, there's the, the large crate. There seems to be a door off uh, further to the bow end of the boat or the door back where you came from. What are you doing? Uh, there, was a, there was a trickle magic door, wasn't there? Yeah. The trickle magic door was back out into the other room that you were in before and through the other door there. Do we want to check that out before we go or do we want to just go now we've done this? I would like to have a vantage point to make sure we didn't trip off any alarms. I mean, I would say they did put a time limit on this. There were people outside looking at us. And there's a guard. I'm assuming I can still hear him in the water. Um, <laughs> it's gone strangely quiet. You, know, you don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> uh, no. um, rather, than, uh, rather than coming straight away to join the others, Aris has gone uh, onto deck to like have a quick check to see what the... See if there is any interest mm. from anybody else outside. Okay. Uh, go we'll do ahead and give me a check. perception check, if you'd be so kind, Aris. Yeah. 15. 15. Okay. Where once there was one figure, there are more. Mm. Mm. Looking down there, where right. you saw where your mm. team spotted earlier that there was a figure, you see one, two more figures looking around street slightly further to the north another figure street slightly further to the south another figure you count five and all hmm. just message down to to Rodan and Simeon neither of you any good at sailing <laughs> <laughs> let me uh, check my proficiency uh, no. <laughs>
have been listening to Ben Galpin as your Dungeon Master Daryl Bailey as Simeon David Knight as Aris Grace Kelly Miller as Spud Sam Oakes as Rodan and Vicky Gaskin as Barb Original music by David Knight Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all the social media Thank you for listening to No Small Roles, Woden Isles. Anon for now. Anon! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.